back to the Sam Matt Antics podcast. He's Matt, I'm Sam, he is ill, and I'm not, and that's just the way it is right now. Unfortunately, Matt is too ill to fulfil his duties uh, for the podcast this week, so surprise, you have me, you lucky little ducks. It's going to be very different from, obviously, the last podcast that I did, which was obviously Samuel's episode, um, I think two episodes ago, um, and yeah, I am excited because we're starting a new period, but more on that later. So this is episode 21. Thank you so, so much for your support and listening to us every single week. Uh, We know a few of you have put this into your routine and as soon as it comes out on Monday, you listen to it while you work or while you commute. Whenever you listen, thank you. If we could ask for one thing, it would be Spread it around to your friends, get as many people listening as you can. And after all, we love and appreciate every single one of you. Now let's jump in with how have you been this week. So as I mentioned before, Matt has been quite ill this week. Now, as most of you are aware, me and Matt, we talk every single day. Um, whether it's just a check-in message on our group chat with um, a special guest Glenn, or whether it is actually a full-on us just messaging each other. We talk every single day, but we also call each other every day. And I know when Matt is ill because the call stop. I spoke to him earlier and he is on the mend slowly, but he is getting there. Hopefully through the weekend and then into next week, he'll be back to full strength and fighting fit. How have I been this week? Um, So for context, it is currently Thursday. Uh, which is obviously our recording days, as many of you know. It's been a week and two days since we last recorded, so it kind of feels like we've not done it in ages. Um, so I made a couple of notes, and it's quite a—it's been quite a turbulent week for me. Um, but equally, it's been one of the most fulfilling weeks that I've—I've I've had in a long, long time. Basically, I've started to do an audio diary. Um, and in my audio diary, I will be just almost using it as not, it's not using it as therapy, really. It's just, I will talk about, uh, how I'm feeling, um, and talk through things because sometimes it's better to talk through things than just write them down. So I will talk through my thoughts and feelings, but I've started a new way of thinking and it's, um, it's almost like shelf thinking. So you, when you have a thought on a topic, you write it down somewhere and then when you're ready to talk about it you do and that's what I do um I do it pretty much every single day um and I, I talk through things that I've been thinking about during the day and things that popped into my head so yeah that's been quite good romantic wise oh, grab some popcorn um so I came off the dating apps because I just got so sort of disheartened and disinterested with them but before I did, I met a girl and we were talking for a little bit, but uh, that it was going really, really well, really, really sort of into me. Um, and then out of, we arranged to go on a date and then out of nowhere, it was just like, boom, that's it, done. Um, she sent me a message like, I've got a fight or flight feeling, so if I disappear, I'm really, really sorry. And then blocked me before I could, she could even read my message and anything like creepy or whatever to be warranted warranted to be blocked um but yeah 
it just kind of out of nowhere. So then I was like, right, I'm fed up with this. So I went back onto all my accounts, re-downloaded them, went back on and deleted all my accounts. Um, and I was like, right, I'm happy being single right now. I am ready to obviously to settle down and have a relationship, but I'm happy single right now. When it happens, it happens. Um, and then fast forward to the time recording, I just re-downloaded Hinge and set up a new account on there. So yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's turbulent. But anyway, before we jump into the podcast, um, I'm going to give each and every one of you a opportunity to stop listening and turn off. I understand, obviously, that I'm not recording with Matt, um, and this isn't probably the podcast that you were expecting or a type of podcast that we have been before. So if you would like to stop listening, stop listening now, and we'll see you next week. Before you go, what I will be talking about is I've got an Angry Man Reviews, which is um, society and what things in society have annoyed me over the course of the last week for various different reasons. Um, however, they are quite big topics such as sexism, homophobia, and racism. Um, they're the three ones I'll be talking about because in my life this week, those are the three things which have popped up. Um, then after that, I mentioned I have an audio, I'm doing an audio diary. Um, I've, well, I'm going to kick off our new campaign in the second half of the podcast. Um, and I'm going to start with going through a couple of things from that I've thought about in my audio diaries this week. So with that in mind, we can chat to you next week. And that is not a problem. And now we're going to pass over to the most angry person that Matt Dyer knows. That's me. <laughs> oh, so what's annoyed me this week? Um, I mentioned it briefly, obviously the three biggest problems in society today. And it's really annoyed me this week because our society is moving forward. We are moving forward. Um, you know, we are more aware of the big problems. Um, we're more aware of, obviously, the racism, the homophobia, transphobia, um, and sexism. We're, our generation is more aware of these issues now compared to, say, 100 years ago. Um, but it's still here, and it's still quite rampant. Um, I'm I'm very lucky, I feel that I am a cisgender, for those of you that aren't aware, that means that I am very comfortable with the gender I was born with. And, and for me, I'm a huge believer that it doesn't matter if you're in love with any, any gender, um, it doesn't matter if you have to go through a transition to become a different gender, it doesn't matter to me if you feel like you need to be, you, you you don't fall between the two main gender constructs. That's fine. Because the aim of the game of life is happiness. And if you are a man that loves another man, or you are a, just, I'm going to go with man again. Um, but if you're a man who loves a, someone who's gone through a transition to be a woman, you're finding happiness. You're probably more happy than I am right now. But that's the aim of the game. So why 
do people feel that they need to point fingers and judge these people on these decisions? Is it something systemic in, you know, with religion and the, the history of homophobia, transphobia? Is that where it's come from? Is it historic? It's been built up. It's not been hit. We're, we're hitting it at the moment. We are. But why it's come up this week purely and simply because I was on TikTok at, I know, what a shock, Sam's on TikTok. But I saw a TikTok and this woman said, I don't give a shit if you find me attractive. My flesh doesn't define me. My personality and my traits do. This person's being criticised for being openly, um, it's basically being criticised for loving and being openly in love and happy with another woman. Like, please can someone explain why that's wrong? I, I genuinely, I genuinely mean that because I, I don't know if, I don't know what it is, like, maybe I was just brought up right, I don't know, but I physically, and I can't wrap my head around this topic and why it's a problem. I don't understand. Um, like I say, I'm, I'm comfortable and confident within myself that I'm happy with the gender I am. I'm happy, unfortunately, loving women. I say unfortunately because it would be easier if I loved all genders in the same way that I love a woman. Um, it'd be a hell of a lot less lonely, that's for sure. But I am comfortable with who I am and I'm comfortable with my gender. But the fact that people are being criticised for not being comfortable is a bit crazy. It's comparable to torture. Torture is making someone feel uncomfortable for to get something out of them in its like loosest term or to punish them. So why do we feel like we can emotionally torture people who are already uncomfortable with who they are and are fighting with that internal struggle because society dictates a man loves a woman and they procreate and create life society dictates this so why do people that are are dealing with the fact themselves trying to deal with the fact that they they do not fit within society's conformity conformity and defined factions do we as a society say that's wrong you can't feel those things you shouldn't feel those things come back into this conformity and i'm now going to say something that's, some of you're going to say is really stupid but um in how about your mother on one of the characters walls in his office um he has a motivational in air quotes poster of penguins and it says conformity um the one outside is left in the cold okay something along those lines and it is true if you don't conform to what society believes and what society wants you to believe you are left in the cold you really are and just to follow that point through for myself for myself i've always been very career driven and i've made no secret to that i have the mindset of I, I'm going to be a manager is in my destiny, okay? That is my constant 
vision. Every move I've made in my career has been to get me to that goal. And I get ju- I've get i been judged for it so much. So the company I'm working for now, I left them uh, for a number of years and then came back. As soon as I came back, it was, oh, the grass isn't always greener, this, this, that, and the other. I could recognize the com- this company's potential when I left them, but I didn't conform to what they wanted at that time because it wasn't the right thing for me. They want me to keep going, copy and paste in and, and, you know, do data entry, which I didn't want to do. So I went away and I created, I was in charge of a lot of more, a lot more detail, I think is the best way to describe it. Um, and then I've come back and I'm happy because I've done what I wanted to do throughout my career, throughout the course of my career, I've done what I wanted to do. But because I've not conformed to what the general workplace does want, what the general workplace would have wanted, people that have seen me leave and watched me come back saying, oh, the grass isn't always greener then, and like picking at me for it. I've bettered myself as a person and a worker by going away and coming back. But I've only done that because I didn't conform to what the general workplace wanted me to do. The other thing is I often work late. So I'll arrive in the office at eight o'clock and I probably won't leave until half six, seven sometimes. Again, I'm not conforming to the, this, our generation is, I keep saying our generation, this generation of workers around my age are happy turning up at nine, leaving at five. And that's fine. And having an hour in between, obviously that's, that's absolutely fine. That's fine. Like that is what a worker is. You're employed and paid for between those hours. But that isn't Sam. That isn't me. I'm, I don't go above and beyond for recognition. I go above and beyond because if I'm putting my name on an email or my name is assigned to a particular role and that role or email is bad or not fulfilled, that's me looking bad. So if I need to stay behind an extra hour or two to fulfill my duty, then that is what I'll do. Because if I left at nine, if I left at five and got in at nine the next day, and my duty wasn't fulfilled to the standard in which I want it to be, I feel like I've let myself down and let other people down. But the, the general conformity is to go, like, get in at nine, leave at five. Everyone, as soon as five o'clock hits, they get up, pack the bags and go. Again, people poke, poke fun at it. People poke at it. So why do we think that that's okay? Because it's not really. It's not. If, I, if someone doesn't want to conform to society's belief and society's opinion, why aren't we calling them forward thinking? Why aren't we saying you're grabbing you're grabbing this societal monster by the horns why aren't we thinking like that it doesn't make sense to me it really doesn't and also i feel like it's in particular with homophobia it's, it's used as like a slur sometimes and almost like a whip it's just really riled me up this week and it's not it's not right but anyway So the next part is, um, I'm going to talk about is racism. And again, for very, very similar reasons. I just don't understand it. I really, 
I don't get it, okay? If you really, 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 really want to boil down to it, we all, that was trying to sound too crass, but we all come from a sperm and an egg. Why does it matter what colour our skin is? Like, or the way that our um, our features are? Like, why, why does it matter? Like, there's such a history of racism right down through our core. And I get that, you know, a level of it is habitual racism um, through society. It's come from forefathers, forefathers of forefathers um, to believe a certain way. Um, you know, I get that. However, that doesn't make it right. Much like what I was saying about the homophobia side and transphobia side of it, people are people. Why do we feel like we need to poke the people that are trying to step away, step away from the conformity of society? Um, I touched on um, obviously this this historic racism, but the thing that that really really frustrates me still is obviously nursery rhymes. Okay, there was a whole hoo ha about. Um, a certain nursery rhyme involving a sheep. However, when you are trying to make a decision in your life, do you use eeny, meeny, miny, I think, well, there's obviously loads of different versions from what people have been told, but um, the original is eeny, meeny, miny, catch a tiger by its toe, if it hollers, let it go, eeny, meeny, miny, However, obviously different cultures have had and been brought up with different ways of doing this rhyme. And there are some which are, are very different. Like I, I'm, I'm going to absolutely butcher the Dutch, but Eine meine Meike Meichen, or uh, the German, which again, I apologise to anyone listening who's German, but Ina Tina Mona Me. Um, we originally over here had Ihamina uh, Mona Might, but. Point I'm trying to make is there's obviously so many different versions. Okay. However, in America, they used it as a way of picking fun at the black slaves, to put it bluntly. Um in the eighteen hundreds it was eeny me there's different variants, but it'll be eeny meeny money mo, catch the by the toe. When he hollers, let him go. Any meaning, money, mo. But some would be even worse, and they would say, um, "If he screams, let him go," or "If he hollers, make him pay twenty dollars every day." It's in that situation. Society had um, a view of obviously the slavery. I don't really want to get too much into slavery and the history of slavery. Um, people from um, people from England obviously created trading companies, uh, sailed seas, mainly went to Africa and colonised, got got people from Africa and moved them around the world. Um, wasn't just Africans; it was other nations, other um, cultures as well that got colonised and then forced to work. Basic, basically, 
in America, obviously, there's such a deep, deep root, rooted history of it uh, because they were the ones that did it on an exponential scale. And and what infuriates me at the moment is obviously we've had a real stand against it, and we we know we see every single football game. The support is shown, social media. The support is shown. We also had the huge Black Lives Matter campaign, which is still ongoing, but there's obviously still a level of it, and I don't understand why. Because if you take that example as I gave you in the 1800s, if you take that as using a, that derogatory term against someone else to put them in their place to make them feel like they can't stand up because you are wanting them to be a worker and not pay any money for them and, or low money, I should say, sorry. And you're forcing them and you are molding them into something that is a means to an end that you don't want to fulfill yourself, talking about slavery, then that is why they did that. And why racism was so rampant back then. However, we are all humans and we could, we're, we're finally in a position, it's not, it's not great and not nowhere near, and we're naive to think that this is actually sorted. It isn't sorted. It will never be sorted. There are still, there are still people at the same football stadiums, they watch the players go down on their knees to show support for this campaign and they'll still do monkey signs in the crowd. It doesn't make sense. I just don't understand why this is still a problem for us. I really, really, really struggle. I don't know if there's something like in my brain that is like a medical condition that doesn't make me understand certain things, but this is something I just genuinely, from the day I was born, I've never understood how this is still applicable because the situation where it was rampant is so not, we're so far from that now. It just doesn't matter. I don't want to spend too long on this because I think I've got my point across, but the final thing I'll make is if you stand by and watch someone and say you're at the football game and you see the person two rows in front of you start doing a monkey chant or um, whatever, it is your duty, it is your duty to go down and either, you know, confront the person or get someone to confront them for you. Because the example we are setting to the next generation is that that's still okay. And it needs to stop with us. It needs to stop. I don't want my nephew to be brought up in a world where his best friend could be black and he has to sit there and watch people abuse him. And I don't want my nephew to feel like he has to stand aside and let it happen. We need to seriously stop. Like I said, we're all from sperm and eggs. The final part of this very angry segment for me is um, sexism. Um, I'm going to separate this into three subcategories. And from the subcategories, I'm going to touch on both sides. Um, sexism towards females and sexism towards males. Because believe it or not, there is a lot of shit that you have to put up with as a male, um, which doesn't get spoken about because... There's so much more shit that goes on and this happens to females over the years. Um, so the thing I want to talk about is the workplace, first of all. So it's no secret that 
in the higher paying jobs within an organization, it's predominantly male people that are in that position. It's also um, quite well documented that the majority of sexual advances in the workplace, unwarranted sexual advances in the workplace, are from male to female. I don't get why this is, to be honest. Like, again, if, if, if someone can do the job, the best person should go forward for it. And that needs to be kind of paramount, really. I understand that in that room, an archaic way of thinking is, oh, well, if we employ this woman into this position, she might get pregnant. That means we, she, she's going to have out and she's going to do this, da 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 If you employ a woman in a high-paying pay, high job and she does, then she does. Like, you will fill the gap. I understand it's harder to fill the gap, but the gap will be filled. Obviously, from that... Um, you have the whole, well, what if she doesn't want to come back to work? What if she does want to come back to work and her husband stays off or her partner stays off? You should not worry about things that haven't happened yet when it comes to things like this in business. Because I've, I've known organisations to actually put in people's contracts so they won't get pregnant within a set period of time. Um, or try to anyway, obviously it gets thrown out. But there are cases, if you just look, if you look them up, there are cases, I again, not gonna, I'm going to bore with the details but the other thing with the workplace is and this is i don't know if this is unconscious or that nah, can't be unconscious there's absolutely no way but anyway think about your work environment okay um if you work on the phones in customer service first line of defense or where people call to lodge complaints for example next time you see it have a look at the male female divide just do it and i guarantee you there are more females in that environment than there are males why is that Within my own experience, what, again, it's all from my experience and, you know, there may be cases where you do go in and it's mainly male dominated, fine, whatever. It depends on what your product is and things like that. But within my industry, um, logistics, shipping, the majority of people that pick up the phone are female because in my industry, there's an old guard, an old guard of, I'm not having a go. I'm just saying there's an old guard of men who are used to things a certain way. Again, back to society, there's this historical sexism as well. And old beliefs, archaic beliefs, which don't hold any place in this world anymore. But there are there. An old man comes on the phone. He's angry. And he is met with a female. The mindset and subconscious mindset is, I can't shout at a woman. I can't be angry towards a woman. I don't want to make her cry, upset her, whatever it might be. Um, they may even think towards more belittling of, I can't um, upset a poor, innocent woman. However, they will also be the first people to draw the girl card and say, uh, sort that out, little girl, or something like that. Again, in my experience, I have heard of that happening. Now, the tricks which are deployed in these situations is the guy calls up, obviously, angry at female. Female may have a soft voice. That's why. You can't... The, the person on the other end of the phone, the angry person on the other end of the phone, can't be angry at a woman. However, I pick up the phone to a 50... middle-aged to north woman. I pick up the phone, and I know... That if if I start talking like this, that they're not gonna have a go at me as much, and they're not going to to shout at me or or anything like that. Because I know full well if I speak in my normal voice, it's not gonna go across the same way. You almost have to appear submissive within that situation. Equally, I know there are there are times where a firmer attitude is is needed with, and people respond better to it. But still try and, and and be soft and I'll, I'll try my best to help you appearing defenseless gets doors and gets jobs done i'm aware of it 
people in the industry are aware of it, I think, or maybe not, I don't know. Surprise, I guess. But when a man calls up and talks to me, he is met with my normal voice. He is met with this voice because if he's angry, he's going to get a stern voice back from me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know that that's not right and it's, I shouldn't have to do that, but it works and I do. I know that is really, really bad, but it's tricks you pick up over the years. And unfortunately, because certain people's mindsets, and I'm not saying that, that the older generation, because equally, you know, I could still have someone in the 20s call up and I'll put on the same voice. But what I mean is I am manipulating a situation and using this clear, strange trick to kind of replicate what is happening on the other side with a man calling a woman. So yeah, the sex, sexism in the workplace is a very difficult topic. I would suggest reading up on it because you will find a lot of content out there that you probably didn't realize before. The second part of it is society. Um, I think it's been quite clear that society believes that women should go on maternity leave and, and whatever and, and look after the child, blah, blah, blah. Again, it's old news. It's not the way that the world works anymore. It isn't. Both parents are allowed to work and that is okay. Um, but uh, moving away from that side of the society, we're going through a period of time where there's a promotion for ma male mental health to be spoken about more. However, if someone wants to come to you and say, and they say, like, who do you go to when you need help mentally? Nine times out of 10, the, the, the man is going to say no one because the same people that are saying, speak up about your mental health are the first ones to attack the men for X, Y, Z reason. So we keep our mouth shut. And it's not right. It's, we shouldn't have, we, it shouldn't be like that because a woman that express need for help online, for example, or in person gets the help. But in my experience, my documented experience, it's not as easy for a man to get help because there is a societal construct which dictates that a man has to be strong. A man cannot be vulnerable. A man can't like pink. A man, a man can't buy a fruit-filled cocktail on a night out. A man needs to drink beer or cider. There's a societal construct that if a man cries, he gets teased for it. Now, why? Why is that still a belief? It doesn't matter if you're a man, a woman, or you're non-binary. Whatever orientation you are, whatever race you are, whatever, whatever you are, it doesn't matter. If you need to be vulnerable, you need to be vulnerable. And society will say that that's not okay for certain people, certain environments. Take it, for example, if you go into a shop and you see a man crying, you're going to go well away and everyone's not going to go anywhere near him because there's a belief that he won't want that or a belief that there's still this belief that the men that cry, obviously. Um, or a belief that he'll sort himself out and then he'll be fine. Or scared of how that man is going to react to you offering your help. But I want you to think about this. Every possible scenario that within that situation where you walk into a supermarket and you see a man crying, you go over and offer help. Okay, Whatever scenario that can fall out of that initial you going over there can sure as shit happen with a woman. A woman is crying in the supermarket. You walk in, you go over and offer help. Every single possible outcome that happens from you approaching a man and you approaching a woman can happen. There is no difference at all. They could get aggressive. They could hug you. 
they could thank you for your support, they could shout at you, they could scream at you, they could run away, they could pick something off the shelf and throw at you. It doesn't matter. Both genders can, it can happen. Um, the final, final, final thing is social media. Um, this has mainly happened and appeared obviously on TikTok because I'm obsessed. Um, so I am very much of the positivity. Um, on TikTok, I, I, for example, someone who follows me and I follow them put on there about um, everything going right in her life and how she's she's um, she's feeling really really good about it. And I commented on one on that video and I said, "This is amazing news. Like I believe that we go through the the hard times so that we know when the good times are here and we can appreciate them." So I commented out on her her post, and it, it dawned on me when I got a notification on my phone that said that she had replied to my comment with a video before looking at the video it dawned me that she could have done a video to say that that was really really creepy and my mind was racing before i even opened it it came through when i was at work but i was honestly thinking like am i about to get a a horrible message calling me a creep and stuff obviously the message was she completely agreed with it and really appreciated the comment kind of thing and then she went on to give us an update about her life and stuff which is fine but I feel like I have to be very careful about what I post and where, when, not when, but what I post and the type of thing I post. Like a lot of my content is um, very much not, there's a little bit of dark humour, but it's not really too um, like controversial, I guess. But so uh, for example, there's new, if you got on my profile right now, you would never find anything like slagging anyone off or doing any um, objectification of women or, or anything like that, or transphobia, anything at all like that. What? so ever but on that app you have women promoting um like only fans those of you that don't know only fans is uh difficult to explain apparently it's like a subscription service to women men and to be fair i think there's like an account of like a duck or something um but it's basically a, subs- a subscription service to content but the vast majority of the content is of a sexual nature not with the duck, I'd hope. I really don't think so. I thought it was just, I think it was just a duck like going on a walk or something. I saw it. Anyway, um, <laughs> just to confirm, I don't have OnlyFans. I don't subscribe to anyone on OnlyFans. I will just say that now. Um, but it comes back to objectification. And women, they will promote themselves on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, practically naked. And they'll go live on these accounts and you'll have a live video of them like try and promote basically their their hustle. Why have we allowed it? I don't get it. How have we got to the point where that's allowed? And TikTok, for those again, for those of you that aren't completely aware, the majority of people on TikTok are below 18. TikTok is basically an American app. So they are very much a lot of it is an expression of content, which is why again do, but you get a lot of different sides of TikTok. So you have like food, like food recipes. There's some really, really satisfying like home videos, like um, like re- like restocking their fridges and things like that. And they are so satisfying. There's also people that use it for comedy. There are people that um, use it to help people. So I follow, um, I think his name's Chris Patrone. And he basically is similar to my age, single man. He lives in an apartment, again, similar to me, um, but he just does like really, really nice things with his home. And, and they are, again, possibly not the assumption that people have 
um, of like a man in his home. Like for example, I've got houseplants, I've got candles, I've got reed diffusers, and that isn't socially acceptable for a man to have usually. Um, but what he's done is on his platform, he's, he's using it to teach guys that it's okay to live this way. And to be honest, he's inspired me to do much more with my place than I would have thought of to do before. Um, but yeah, so that side of it is good. However, there is a side of TikTok where you, you do get a lot, a lot of men bashing, male bashing. Um, the most recent one I saw was there's this thing that's ongoing at the moment between two really famous TikTokers. I really don't know who they are, if I'm being completely honest, but one, I think the woman's called like Sienna or something. Anyway, a video's gone round and the guy was passed out and she climbed into his lap and started to do things um, and try and kiss him as well and stuff like that. But the guy was clearly passed out. And then the video ends with her getting off of him and walking away. Um, and the guy's just passed out completely. Like she gave up kind of thing. Anyway. Now, I think about this because obviously as someone who, again, has documented and said about like sexual assault in the past and things, the first thing you're met with is, oh, well done, mate. Oh, well done, mate. Yeah, you got laid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not right what I got is violated. But what people don't understand is and fail to understand is that just because this is going to sound really, really, really crude and I'm going to apologize to everyone, however... The reason why people say, oh, well done, you got laid, or you must have enjoyed it, is because as a man, to have sex, you have to be erect. However, I'm now going to flip it and say, and say um, when a woman is sexually assaulted, um, she, like her vagina, does get lubricated. It doesn't mean that that's consent, though. Consent is completely different. So the problem that I, I have with um, this whole situation, this whole belief of men not being able to get raped is that it does happen however on social media it is not it is not portrayed or treated the same as if a woman expresses that side of her i'm not talking about my own experience because i didn't tell anyone until like i didn't even tell matt before that podcast went out now i'm thinking about it i don't know if i've even i can't remember if i actually told him to listen or anyway not the point the point i'm trying to say is the there is actually a belief that this man who was sexually assaulted by this woman, um, supposedly, again, it's all, it's, it's, it's cut and dry in my opinion, but that's not. There is a belief that he, um, there, there is still a belief that he wasn't. And there is a huge faction of the people on social media who are actually victim blaming him for going through that. And it comes back to what I was saying before about there's this big movement for like the mental health side of male male mental health to to really really talk about it and stuff this is why we don't because there are people in this world who are so naive and blind to the fact that the struggles that affect a gender is not specifically constructed within that gender category like at all at all okay that that did make sense but maybe it didn't make sense to everyone um okay uh okay so what i'm not I'm, I'm not saying obviously the mechanics of it are the same but what i'm saying is the general thing is for example with sexual assault consent is key consent is the thing a man can and can't consent and a woman can and can't consent and obviously within that you have the consent of the general act and then the consent of protection 
consent of boundaries, consent of lines, consent of stuff, uh, other stuff. But there are these steps that we all go through. Well, I hope you go through, obviously. Um, however, publicly, there is, and again, look it up if you don't believe me, there is a belief that certain things can only happen to certain genders. For example, people think that only women get um, get spiked. Categorically incorrect. Why? It's happened to three other people, three other men that I know. Now, whether or not we're the intended target is up for debate. However, it's happened. It happens. It really does. And it's stupid. It shouldn't happen, but it does. But you don't hear about it because there is a belief it doesn't happen, which is stupid. Because people are assholes. <sighs> anyway, personally, I can't live, laugh, love under these conditions. And that's my rant over. That's any rant reviews over. I'm going to flip it. It's going to be positive in the next half. I'm sorry um, for the rant. I just needed to say a few things and to be honest if you agree with certain parts of this and i honestly 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 want you to do this if you agree with certain parts of what i've spoken about or even if you disagree so go into your screen record screen record direct from spotify um the section that you agree or disagree with and let's have a conversation about it let's talk everything i've expressed in my views and my experiences but let's talk anyway Positivity coming up. Okay, so we are going to be, uh, Matt's published it on um, the Facebook page, but we're going to be doing a campaign. For the next 20 weeks, on every other week, we will be doing a motivational kind of um, episode, I guess. What we're going to do is we're going to bring on 10 guests within this um, area from completely different backgrounds, um, different, like growing up in different experiences, whether they went to uni work, whatever. Um, and we are going to talk to them about their motivations in life, how the, what's happened to them throughout their life to this point has made them who they are and how is it pushing them forward? Because at the moment, I'm very, like very, very, very self-motivated. And I realized that the way that I motivate myself and the way that Matt motivates himself are completely different. And maybe the way that I'm motivating myself isn't actually the most effective way for me to self-motivate. So maybe hearing someone else's story and how they motivate themselves, how they draw focus in their life could make me think in a different way to better motivate myself. Because at the end of the day, everyone wants to achieve something in life and wants to make something of themselves. But getting to that point is the difficult part. So if one of the stories from one of our guests can help you get to where you are and wanting to be in your life by changing your thought process and opinion on something, that is key. And that is why we're doing this. Because we want to help our community and everyone listening to this. Because you have helped us so much. Every single episode you listen to, every single 
message we receive from anyone that's listened to the podcast. Sorry. Makes myself and Matt motivated to make more, but mainly it brings us with such joy that I can't even describe. So we're going to be kicking off in February, running all the way through until mid to end of June. There is conversations happening with this actually being a partnership with a charity. And I'm currently having those conversations now. However, uh, what I will say is that it might not be. It might just be a Sam Antics thing and not affiliated or associated to um, any particular charities or anything like that. Again, it's not going to be a, it's not something that we have been approached to do or have decided that we want to fundraise for. It's just something that we genuinely want to give back to our community and help. We want, we have done everything that we've done um, for the podcast for ourselves. And now it's time to give back to you. So to kick it off, I've been thinking about three main things this week. And these three, three, three things are time, forgiveness, and then a quote that was um, drilled into me in middle school. So time. Now, I spoke to my old brother. He's getting married um, next weekend, actually. And we were talking um, just generally, but I remembered something that I'd spoke about in my diary this week and it's this the time is our most precious currency i say currency because just like money we can waste it we invest our money for growth and prosperity yet we don't treat our time in the same way but why is that we wouldn't sit at a drain and throw our money down it but but we will happily put off tasks and avoid situations we need to invest our time like money and spend it on moments Moments where we can look back on in years to come and know that it's been worth the investment. This was just a complete kind of, the thoughts on it were that I'm wasting time in my life. I'm wasting time worrying about how I look, worrying about how I'm going to be perceived in a certain way, after sending out a certain message or the certain bit of content I've posted. I spend way too much of my life not enjoying things for myself and I'm wasting time on it. It doesn't make sense because I wouldn't waste my money in the way that I waste my time. Because money, you you cherish it, don't you, in a way. Um, You spend it on the things you need to do to live and make you happy, sure, but you are very mindful of of money, whereas with time, you don't and i we've spoken pre- me and matt have spoken previously about um both as you know get back into golf and stuff so instead of keep putting it off it's time to take action for example and we joke about the amount of time we've spent on tiktok and things like that um because i do spend an abhorrent amount of time on tiktok as it's fair to say but so what i've started to do is i've swapped TikTok for a book because I'm now going to, instead of 
watching 20 videos of varying between cooking and someone singing and whatever, I'm going to better myself. And an action, another action that I've made since I made this realization about time is like my money. If, if it's not worth my investment, I'm not going to do it. You know, I've got a personal brand. We all have personal brands. Um, so if I don't believe in something or I don't see value for me spending my time on it, I'm not going to do it. What's the point? I'm wasting my time, just so I'm wasting my money if I were to invest it in a bad investment. The next thing is yeah, difficult. Um, the next thing is forgiveness. Now, a lot of you know this already from previous podcasts with my experience with exes. And a lot of you know this already from previous podcasts and putting two and two together or talking to me about it. But I've never had a relationship where I've not been cheated on. But I can't live with negative emotions weighing, weighing me down. I physically can't do it. I, I I can't live my life and enjoy my life and find happiness and peace with something weighing me down like this. It's much better to forgive and move on than to not forgive and hold on to a grudge, hold on to ill feeling. You know, maybe in, in a relationship you cheated on that person, but you weren't cheating on the person themselves, you're cheating on the situation. Maybe that will never be heard because you won't forgive yourself. And that's the second part of it is it's not just forgiving others. It's not just about that. It's also about forgiving yourself. Forgiving yourself for whatever reason you need to will help you move forward in your life without any, with less negative feeling. Maybe you didn't work out last week. Maybe you got a McDonald's instead. Forgive yourself. You can always catch up. Or more critically for me, and again, you can call this public record, I forgive every single last one of my exes for cheating on me. I forgive that woman for um, agreeing, wanting to go on a date and things with me and then and then blocking me. I, I, I don't hold bad feeling. There's no point in me dwelling on anything that bad and thinking about it and overthinking about it and wishing on a different outcome. It is much better for me to forgive and move on. And that that needs to be understood is why walk around with a bag full of stones when you can just let them go? Now, the final part is a quote from um, my, he was a, like assistant head slash maths teacher in middle school. If you went to my middle school, you know who he, he'll be. If you didn't, you wouldn't. Anyway, moving on. Um, he used to say to us, fail, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Now, this popped in my head while I was thinking about what furniture I wanted to buy and put in my flat. And I couldn't work out why it popped into my head. I think it was because 
I'm thinking about how I want to save and spend my money, but I also do want to invest into my flat. And it I got to a point where I was like, well, what do I want? Then all of a sudden, like, th like seven things popped into my head. And I realized that because I haven't prepared what I want to get in a logical order, like, for example, I want to get a coffee table. I want to get a, a table and chairs for my kitchen. I want to get a mirror. I want to get a couple of bookcases. I want to get more potted plants. I want to get ornaments. I want to get a side table for the other side of my sofa. I don't know which is which I want to get first as a priority. So determining what is a priority and what isn't needs to be deciphered before I get to a point where I'm purchasing an item. Because I won't get the thing that I actually need the most. I'm prepared myself to know what I need first. But also in the same vein, the same thing is said for anything. For example, in relationships, if you fail to prepare yourself and get yourself into a position to receive a person into your life completely and to that extent, prepare for that to fail. And this is why I'm in such a good place um, in myself at the moment. I know exactly how I feel about um, where I want to take my life in the direction of it, for example. But I also know that I am happy single. I'm the happiest I've been in a long, long time and happy with being alone. Yeah, of course, you know, the loudest thing in this flat is the silence. <laughs> but I'm happy because I finally learned how to love myself in a, in a way, I guess. I'm still obviously not... Um, still parts of myself that I don't like. Um, but again, a self-improvement journey that I'm on, I'm in a transitional period with myself and I'm heading towards a direction of complete self-love, but I'm still heading in that direction. But I am at a point where I am ready to receive someone into my life in a relationship. which is weird to say, but it's taken a long time for me to get to this point. And it's really, really good because I'm happy in or out of a relationship, but I'm in the best position to receive one now. So yeah, that that's kicked off our motivational series. Hopefully, you know, that's helped one person look at look at situations in a different light um we haven't organized the order of who which guests coming on first however what i can say is we have got around five guests at the moment which means there are five slots available still i am opening that out to anyone and everyone anyone listening to this if you want to come onto the podcast and share your story of who you are, where you've come from and how your past has molded you into the person you are today and how it's going to, and how you are going to get to your end goal in life, please 
please email us, message me on the on on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever. Please, please do it. And that is all we've got time for this week. Thank you to everyone who's listened this far into this podcast. I know that it's not anywhere near the usual type of content that we put out, but um, yeah, I hope that you know one person has listened to this and is thinking in a different way. If you like this, obviously, I'm more than happy to incorporate this into the podcast in a different way. More, um, I'm pretty much a walking self motivation book at the moment. Maybe I should go into public speaking. Ooh. Anyway, yes, so again, thank you so much. Um, the ways you can get in contact with us are on our Instagram, which is at Sam and Matt Antics, our TikTok, which is also at Sam and Matt Antics, our Facebook, which is the Sam and Matt Antics podcast. And of course, you can send us an email, which is Sam and Antics podcast at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for your support. If you can do one thing for us, it would be to get one of your friends to listen to the podcast. So send it around. We want to grow the community. The brand is growing, but we want the community to grow with it. So get one, send it to one of your friends, get them listening, get talking about it. And of course, get them to follow our Instagram for updates, TikTok to see me be silly, I guess. Um, so yeah, and all that's left to say now is we'll chat to you next week both of us.